It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Preseason football. We're in the thick of it. <laughs> I did that for Marcus. Welcome to NFL Live. Marcus Spears is here. We have Mina Kimes and Adam Schefter with us for the hour. So glad you're with us. We're not in our usual studio, by the way, because the Fantasy Football Marathon has taken over. They're going to be in our studio, Fantasy Football, now tonight at 7 on ESPN. Make sure you check that out as you put together your fantasy rosters on the ESPN Fantasy app. But let's begin with our top stories around the NFL. Preseason news is swirling, and for that, we go to Adam Schefter with all the latest. Let's start with Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, Adam. Well, Laura, while the Jets are in New Jersey, their quarterback, Zach Wilson, is in Los Angeles prepping for knee surgery with Dr. Neil Elitrash. That surgery, the Jets expect, will sideline him two to four weeks, but they have to see what Dr. Elitrash finds when he goes in there to repair that meniscus. If it's worse than they think, he could be out for an extended period, but they are hopeful and optimistic it'll be just two to four weeks. Meanwhile, we wait for the big decision from Peter Harvey on what to do with Deshaun Watson, who already is facing a six-game suspension that the NFL has appealed. Everybody's waiting for an answer. Hopefully it comes this week. It doesn't seem as if it's coming today. Judge Robinson gave 24 hours notice to the NFL and the NFLPA before, before she rendered her decision. We'll see if he does the same in regards to Deshaun. And Lamar Jackson said over the weekend that if he does not have a contract by the time the regular season begins, he will not sign an extension during the season and will not negotiate during the season, considering that he's his own agent. And if you talk to people around the league right now, the sense is is that he will not have an extension done. Now look, there's still a few weeks left and there's the chance for both sides to get it done, but the two sides have been unable to work out a deal all of last year, all this offseason, all this summer. So you have to wonder what changes right now. It's more likely than not that he won't get that deal done, but let's see if deadlines spur action. Yeah, Adam, it's hard to imagine them not getting that deal done, and yet to your point, it seems like that's what we're heading toward, Lamar Jackson playing without the deal. It's no secret that Jackson deserves to be one of the league's highest-paid quarterbacks. Over the last three seasons, he's arguably been the league's most efficient, ranking second in both total QBR and touchdowns per pass attempt and first among all players in yards per rush. The only player with a higher QBR over that span is Patrick Mahomes. The only player with a higher touchdown rate is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that, that's the situation that we're in here when it comes to his stats alone. So, Mina, are you surprised that there hasn't been a resolution here yet? A little bit. You know, it's hard to evaluate without knowing what's been offered, what's been asked for. We don't have those details. But I can tell you this. Baltimore has to get this deal done. Mm. Ideally, sooner rather than later. We know the longer these things drag on, he plays on the option, and then, and this is be the, the great concern to Baltimore fans, plays on the tag. Uh, that price tag goes up as other deals get done. We also know, as you said, Lamar Jackson is the face of this franchise. But he's not just the face of the franchise, Laura. He's also 
its identity. And I think that gives him a unique amount of leverage over Baltimore. Quite frankly, this team is built in his image. They have a play caller who specializes in the run game. They have a roster that has one of the weaker wide receiving groups in the NFL, as much as I love Rashad Bateman, and that's a wide receiver group they did not improve upon this offseason. Instead, they focused on the offensive line, drafted a pair of tight ends, all of which is fine if you have Lamar Jackson because, mm. you know, it, it plays to his strengths. But if you don't, if another quarterback were to come in here, they would not be a contender by any stretch of the imagination. So if I'm Baltimore, I do whatever it takes to push this thing over the goal line because I think this team is uniquely dependent on their quarterback. But the truth of the matter, Mina, is that both sides need to get this deal done. If they don't get it done now, the Ravens can use the franchise tag on him next season and the season after. And so the truth is they control his rights for multiple seasons. And Lamar Jackson last season played it smartly didn't do the extension at that time and the values have gone up and up and up but at some point in time you want to cash in your chips particularly when the money has gotten to the level it has but I think one of the issues here is that Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed 230 million dollar contract and when that happens that changes some of the dynamics for some of the other quarterbacks looking for big new deals like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's an important clarification that Adam's making there, the guaranteed money being the sticking point in these contracts and potentially as we find out more about whether this deal is going to be done, that could be something that we continue to talk about. You see Kyler Murray get paid, you see Deshaun Watson get paid, but the guaranteed money in Watson's contract is key here. Marcus, who is under more pressure to get this deal done? Because I think you look at it from the Ravens side, as Mina's pointing out, and you say it yeah. must be them, but what about Lamar too? I wholeheartedly agree with MK. Yeah. Um, that's Mina Kimes for the, for the people that's new <laughs> here. Uh, b- because, you got new people? <laughs> because it is uniquely designed <laughs> right. for Lamar Jackson. But I also look at this situation and I don't have a visceral reaction like maybe two, three years ago. If you think about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has made $159 million. That's more than any other quarterback that's currently playing mm. in the NFL. He did that through getting franchise tag. Right. You look at Dash, Dak Prescott franchise tag. I don't know what the number mm. is, but I'm sure that Lamar number would be upwards of 40-plus if he played on a franchise tag, as Adam alluded to, the next two years of owning his rights. He may be content with doing that. It's it's a two-year, $80 million deal, essentially, if he doesn't sign an extension after this, before this season or even in the next offseason. So I, I would have had pause because as former players, you always think injury. That's how our minds are programmed. Get to your bag before you get injured. But we saw Dak Prescott ankle get twisted three ways and still get $40 million because his team, like the Baltimore Ravens, and not as much is dependent on Dak Prescott and his performance, especially going into this year for the Cowboys. So I look at Lamar's situation totally different than I would have looked at it three years ago, four years ago, with injury concerns. They they exist, but it's not that killing your career like it used to be. And I think Lamar has that card in his back pocket as well. Yeah, it's a great point. And earlier I said we don't know what he's asking for. But, Adam, your point about the two contracts that we're considering here, uh, Kyler Murray's contract, the most recent deal, but Deshaun Watson's contract is really significant because you guys remember when that Watson deal came out, it was the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, Steve Bishotti, who was not pleased with all those guarantees. (laughs) And it looks like he might have had reason to be if Lamar Jackson is, to your point, asking for more guarantees than Kyler Murray did. Kyler Murray did a very standard quarterback deal. We wondered. Would Watson's deal affect other quarterbacks? Well, 
if it's affecting Jackson, then that's going to cause a rift between the organization and the quarterback because I don't think they would want to give him as much guarantees as Cleveland did. Listen, we're talking about injuries, but he plays different than Kirk Cousins, and he plays different than even Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson runs around and makes plays, and right now you'd have to figure, and again, I don't know the specifics in the negotiations, but I guarantee you the Ravens are offering more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray got, which is about $160 million, and less than the $230 guaranteed mm. million that he got from Cleveland. So Deshaun Watson. So if the guaranteed money is between 160 and 230 million, somewhere in that range, Marcus Amina, do you want to take that chance and play this year the way he does? I know injury <laughs> concerns, quarterbacks come back. How much money you need? I listen, he's done a great job getting it to this point. A great job. I'd be careful. I'd be conservative. That's me. He's lived his life playing the way he has, and he's done unbelievable. But What's, at some I, point, I, when they, is that great, point. the money? Wow. Buggy, wow. Out, buggy out research, I need you to find out what would that tag number be over the next two years. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I want our audience to know what Lamar would make in yeah. those we'll, franchises. We'll season. find that out, and we'll get back to it. But either way, it's a really interesting clarification and information that Adam's putting out there. Yeah. You know the guaranteed money is somewhere in that range. Do they go higher? The Ravens? We'll find out. And by the way, Lamar Jackson's a dang good <laughs> agent for himself. <laughs> I think he, that's one he thing we're seeing, right too. Now. All right, another piece of good news for the Ravens. Marcus Peters came off the pup list and practiced today. Remember, he tore his ACL last season. Let's get to the Jets mm. and Zach Wilson. As Adam told us off the top, Wilson's Arthur Scott knee surgery expected to determine whether he will miss closer to the two or the four weeks or could it be longer they could find the knee is worse than they thought when doctors get in there during surgery our injury analyst Stefania Bell pointed this out on Twitter sometimes details don't fully reveal themselves until actual visual inspection in surgery but here's the thing here's the problem with Wilson missing reps in both practice and preseason entering year two last year's number two overall pick struggled mightily in his rookie season ranking 30th in total QBR and last among all qualified quarterbacks in both completion percentage and yards per drop back. He needs the reps. So, Marcus, given Wilson's struggles last season, how concerned should the Jets be with Zach Wilson just missing these reps over the next few weeks? Very much so. One, this is a young football team that they're trying to build. They they lost Makai Becton, which I think is huge. I think he could have been a dominant force. I believe the Jets wanted to run the football as well, but you draft Garrett Wilson because you want, you think that that's another progression in Zach Wilson's career and finding out if he's going to be the guy long term. Now, look, this is not the end all be all. I tore my meniscus when I was playing the league. I played nine years. I was 200 more pounds than Zach Wilson. You, that, that has an effect on how right. you come back from this injury. So I'm not talking about injury, but to your point, Boogie, the, the questions are about gaining experience, playing and having as many reps as you can possibly have, not only just to play football, but to build rapport with the teammates that you have there in a season where you are going to have to ascend as a quarterback if your team is going to have any chance right. to be really, really good. So I just I, I, this is concerning for me because of multiple injuries, but more importantly, the time he's missing to prepare for a season after we saw last year, he missed time as well. Yeah, so Mina, a lot of people saying just go get Jimmy Garoppolo, but what do you think about that? Should the Jets just stick with what mm -hmm. they have or should they go get Jimmy G? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, with this injury timeline, I don't think it makes sense. You know, when Wilson first went down and we were hearing, maybe it's the whole season, I thought, well, that's a natural fit with offensive coordinator Mike Fleur, connection there via Shanahan to Garoppolo. But less than that, and it sounds like it's going to be quite a lot less, um, it doesn't make sense for this team for a few reasons. One, candidly, the goal this season for the Jets shouldn't be to win at all costs and try to make it to the playoffs it should be to develop their young quarterback and see what kind of pieces they have around him beyond that laura last year we saw when zach wilson was hurt mike white his backup came in played really well i do think that it put some pressure on the young quarterback pressure by the way that he responded well to i don't think it makes sense from a developmental standpoint to bring in jimmy garoppolo to essentially do the same thing over a longer period of time because i do think he would play well in that system in my opinion, you just stick with Flacco and Mike White, both capable backups, ride it out, and then get Wilson back on the safest timeline possible. And that's what I think they're going to wind up doing, sticking with Joe Flacco, sticking with Mike White. They'll see how the surgery goes and then make a decision. I think they've been pretty clear about the fact that they expect it to be two to four weeks. But we've seen the Jets luck before. Nobody would be surprised if the oh. doctor went in there and it turned out to be a little bit worse. You hope that's not the case. But when Robert Sala has talked this week, he came out last week and said initially that Makai Becton's knee injury was fine, only to find out later mm-hmm. that, of course, he needed season-ending mm. knee surgery. And so that's what gives this whole organization pause right now. They just went through another scenario last week Oof. regarding another former first-round draft pick. Now they're waiting on another knee surgery for another former first-round draft pick, and they're hoping that it is what they think it is, but until that happens, they are waiting to see. A little Marcus, bit what? of good news. It's, 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 <laughs> the sun is out. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful in day. In New York. Hey, 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 what's that you hear? It's the collective groan of Jets fans. My oh, goodness, oh, man. man. They've been through hand. enough. It's a lot. Mitch Trubisky has been reported as a favorite to start, at least early on, buying time for rookie Kenny Pickett to get comfortable. Then Mason Rudolph has experience with the team. But here's Mike Tomlin to make sense of it all. They moved their units. They did the informal things associated with the position from a leadership and communication standpoint. Um, they were engaged. It was a good first time out uh, for all three. Obviously, we'll comb through it tomorrow and, 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 and evaluate it in that way. So Tomlin making sense of it all was tongue firmly planted in cheek in case you didn't catch that. Marcus, did your views on the Steelers quarterback room change at all after seeing how they played this weekend in preseason? No, I didn't. I still think uh, Trubisky has a hold on the job, but obviously it's a play setter for Kenny Pickett. But with that being said, man, Mike Tomlin is about winning. This contract and what Mitch Trubisky was given guaranteed is not in any way going to sway his decision on who their starting quarterback will be if he feels like Kenny Pickett is the guy that's going to continue to push this team forward and move them in the direction they want to go. Buggy gave me a stat 
And it, it, it just highlights the point. Mike Tomlin winning seasons and how well he's done. He does not put anything in front of winning football games. We talked hmm. about it uh, when Mason Rudolph was playing, when he had to go with Duck Hodges <laughs> at quarterback. This team was firmly still trying to win games. Even last year with, with, with Ben Roethlisberger being hampered and trying to figure out they were still almost in position to make the playoffs. So it, it'll be Kenny Pickett. And like my man Marvin Gaye said, pick his signs and pick it lands. Because <laughs> it's coming. And Mr. <laughs> Trubisky knows that it's coming. And eventually he will give way to Kenny Pickett and, and he'll start. And I think he'll be the future of Pittsburgh. Uh, Mina, when you think about what the offense looks like around the quarterback for the Steelers, you got Najee Harris, who's the engine that makes yeah. a lot of things go. Which of these quarterbacks has the best chance to succeed in the Steelers, though? I think Trubisky, especially from the jump, um, you know, the Steelers offense has a great group of wide receivers, apparently a group that got even greater if we talk about George Pickens today. Ooh. But the offensive line is still a weakness on this team, and Kenny Pickett, as fun as he is, as a playmaker, as good he is, as he is, is throwing with anticipation over the middle of the field, he throws onto the football, he holds onto the football, pardon me, a very long time. So he's got to work on that quick release to compensate for that offensive line. And in the meantime, I think they're going to lean on Trubisky, who I thought looked fairly sharp uh, in this week one debut against you know a few Seahawks starters out there on defense. Mm -hmm. hey, listen, Kenny Pickett created some buzz in the preseason opener, and Mitch Trubisky also played well. And I think that this is a challenge that the whole organization embraces. The fact that Ben Roethlisberger is gone, that they have to go find a new quarterback. Trubisky is the favorite to open the season. I don't think anything changes there. But the talk and the buzz to see Kenny Pickett is real. It's not going away anytime soon. And anytime that Mitch Trubisky struggles in that city with its affection for Kenny Pickett, you know that it's only a matter of time before Kenny Pickett gets his turn yeah. this season. It just seems like Trubisky's turn is going to come out of the gate. Yeah, Pickett entrenched in that pit environment. And by the way, the Steelers have started just one rookie quarterback in the season opener since 1950. Any guesses who it might be? Ben. No. Terry Bradshaw back in 1970. Mm. <laughs> the funniest part about that is, is it was actually on the screen there. But anyway, you, you don't read I, you I don't read anything like that. Well <laughs> All right, let's get, let's I'm just get back. to another quarterback. And did you catch Trey Lance for the 49ers in preseason action? He showed some promise against hands the off me. Packers. Hey, guys, did you see the 76-yard pass? We'll see that in a minute here in the highlights. But maybe most importantly, though, for Lance, he got a few more reps at quarterback. And San Francisco, all in on Lance. You know, Jimmy G's got the opportunity to be traded Ooh, now. So we know nice it's going to be Lance, and that was beautiful. I told you it was gorgeous, and that's why. So let's talk a little bit more about Trey Lance and that 76-yard touchdown pass to Danny Gray. It definitely stole the spotlight for Friday's game against the Packers. According to NFL Next Gen Stats, that pass traveled over 32 air yards. And last season, the 49ers had just two completions total travel over 30-plus air yards. That's tied for the fewest in the NFL. One of those two completions was from Lance as well. So throwing the deep ball, at least in a small sample size, has looked pretty good out of him. Mina, what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw in the first preseason game from Trey Lance? Come on, Mina, come on. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's got to be the deep ball, right? I mean, there are only a handful of attempts. And that- Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That's the one that really caught everyone's eye. Uh, you know, just thrown beautifully, hitting wide receiver Danny Gray in stride, notably getting rid of the ball fairly quick with pressure bearing down a collapsing pocket. That was just a thing of beauty. And, and Laura, if you're a defensive coach around the league watching that, you're thinking, crap. Mm. It's kind of like watching a baby climb out of its crib for the first time, which is not to say that the Niners offense was inert before. It was uh, pretty efficient, but now it has range that it didn't have before, and it changes everything knowing that their quarterback is capable of that. It changes the way defenses play them. They can't cheat up anymore. It changes the playbook. It changes the types of players who can be productive in this offense. I mean, Danny Gray, you remember, ran 4.33 40 mm. at the combine. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, with Trey Lance's arm strength, he becomes more valuable to this team. And look, there are going to be ups and downs. You even saw them in this game. I thought Lance looked a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning. But the ups are going to be higher in this yeah. offense, which is why San Francisco traded all those picks to draft this kid. Mina just gave some tremendous insight on Trey Lance, but I'm going to go back to the baby comment because it was the one. That's that scary I when that baby starts <laughs> crawling out of the crib. Well, well, look, you, Josh, and Reese, your daughter, just went to Disney World. Yeah. Right? And you know how hot it is when you're at Disney. How jealous sweat, were you? I had sweat more in my how, life. How jealous were you when you were able to put little Reese in a little <laughs> stroller and walk her around and she laying there with a sippy cup, no Those sun beaming days. down on her? That is who Kyle <laughs> Shanahan is for Trey Lance. He's going to give him a sippy cup. He's going to make sure he's comfortable. Every play call will be tailored to him being the best, looking, looking like the best quarterback since sliced bread. We've seen Kyle Shanahan do this with Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan's a good daddy. He's a really good daddy when it comes to uh, quarterbacks. We, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> went to Green Bay and threw eight passes, and the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl. Mm. All right? Last year, we saw them hand the ball to Debo Samuel and, and advance against the Green Bay Packers as well, beat the Dallas Cowboys, not asking their quarterback to do too much. Now you add a level of athleticism. Like Mina mentioned, you add a deep ball that's accurate and mm. can get guys open, mm-hmm. pushing the ball down the field. For all of the credit, that we've given Jimmy Garoppolo, and some of it I truly believe unwarranted. The one thing we can't say is that he hit the layups most of the time. And in this offense, if you hit the layups 
And then when those critical situations present themselves, you can make the play or make the throw. I'm not going to beat a dead horse, the throw in the Super Bowl. You make that throw, the San Francisco 49ers have a Lombardi potentially. So I'm just saying, Trey Lance has a sippy cup. When it gets hot, he's going to be placed in a stroller. The shade will cover him, and he'll be highly hydrated. I'm telling you, man, it it is a perfect situation for a guy that can add a different dynamic to this offense. Now, a few things to keep in mind here. First of all, Kyle Shanahan prefers Cabo in San Diego to Orlando (laughs) or Anaheim. That's number one. Number two, I think he does think that That Trey Lance is in the stroller right now, and he's not ready to take Trey Lance out of the stroller. Uh, He wants to keep him shielded and protected and make sure the sun is out of his eyes and not rush him along and wheel him along nice and slow because he knows that Trey Lance hasn't thrown 400 passes in his college and pro career. He knows that there's a lot to do, but he thinks that Trey Lance one day is going to outgrow that stroller. And he's going to go on all the rides, all the rides, (laughs) all by himself, and he's going to conquer them and do great on them. But he's got to roll them in that stroller for a little while longer, but it's going to be in San Diego and Cabo, not Orlando. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I heard the rock and roller coaster is now in Cabo, so that's going to be great. Also, I I want to just take it one step further. The sippy cups, one thing. I think Kyle Shanahan is actually Trey Lance's binky because that's the true comforter of all babies. Anyone who has a baby knows that. Uh, Guys, we're not going to carry this uh, thing on any longer. Well, we might. I like it. I like it. It's a lot of airtime for uh, Reese and Josh. I know. Reese and Josh, they're loving it. They're not watching at home, I feel sure. Let's talk Pat, still without an official offensive coordinator. And both Joe Judge and Matt Patricia got to call plays in their first preseason game to see the guys there with Belichick. Maybe an audition of sorts, or maybe Belichick's just jerking all of our chains. But here's Matt Patricia with a little more on the OC situation in New England. I mean, honestly, it's it's just collaborative from that standpoint. You know, I mean, um, we, we follow Coach Belichick's lead. You know, I mean, it's obviously we're just – I'm just trying to do my job to the best ability, whatever he asked me to do uh, on any given day. And that's the beauty of it. That's what I love. You know, it's always kind of uh, new and exciting and challenging from that standpoint. But really just, you know, we're all just working together right now, which is the great part about it. We're 100% just trying to make sure that we do everything as possible as coaches to allow our players to go do everything they can on the field. That's what's important, not the rest of it, if that makes any sense. Sure. So that makes sense because that's the right thing to say, right? As ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Reese joins us now. Mike, what is the latest on the Pats offensive coordinator position? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Laura, this has to be one of the most unusual situations across the NFL. We saw Matt Patricia call two series of offensive plays in the preseason opener, and then Joe Judge took over uh, when rookie quarterback Bailey Zappi came into the game. The news today from Patriots practice is Bill Belichick said this isn't a competition between Patricia and Judge. He's described it as part of going through the process, and when asked to elaborate on what that process is, he said, well, that's part of a longer conversation, and he didn't really want to get into it. So, Laura, I'll simplify it here. With this coaching change has come a change with their offense. They're trying to simplify things, and players have acknowledged with that have come some growing pains. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, and, and really a big shocker there, Mike, that Bill Belichick didn't want to have a longer conversation, right? I'm sure you never heard that before. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so that's much, right. for Mike. He goes, he... oh, go ahead, Mike. I was going yeah, to say, Laura, he goes, I, I'd love to be able to shed a little bit of light on it. But he said, yeah, I, I guess that'll have to do for now. Oh, good. Well, he gets to decide what we'll have to do. So thanks to Mike for joining us here from that beautiful veranda there outside the stadium. Mina, what are your thoughts on the Patriots splitting the play calling in these first preseason game? With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I am as befuddled as anyone. I, right. I watched awesome, the game with Susan. some interest, Thank Laura, you. because okay. not only did I want to see which play caller was going to be handling which series or how much but you know we've been hearing for the last few weeks that as the Patriots have transitioned to more of that outside zone run scheme that the line has struggled at times with it so I tune into the game thinking all right this is what we're going to see and then all of a sudden Matt Patricia's on the sideline mm. Ryan Hoare is out there and it's the old Patriots run game I didn't notice <laughs> many or any outside zone runs in those first two series and then Joe Judge comes in and suddenly you do see some of that with Bailey Zappi. And, and I just don't really know what this offense is specializing in right now. And, and I'll note this, too. We've talked a lot about these two play callers and the lack of experience and the loss of Josh McDaniels. Something that occurred to me when I was just looking at the list of coaches is not only did Josh McDaniels leave, Carmen Brasillo, who was an excellent offensive line coach, left with him. And we all know Dante Scarnecchia, their legendary line coach, isn't walking through that door. So there really is a lack of institutional experience on that offensive side of the football from top to bottom. And I think it's completely reasonable. I know we're always afraid to criticize Bill Belichick, but I think it's completely reasonable to be a little bit skeptical of this whole approach. And Marcus, how much confidence do you have in how all this will play out? I, I'm judging by your body language that you're not feeling great about it. No confidence at all. Uh. If the goal is to win a championship, and that's what we attach to the New England Patriots. And I love 
when Mina talks is so well perspective and and just to the point. I'm scared as hell. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna just break it down because listen, <laughs> it, it's not just about Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, who by the way had some of the most horrendous offenses in their head coaching term that we've seen in the league in the last 10 years. Those are the guys that you're deciding between. The second point is this. Have we all forgotten that this is the AFC <laughs> conference? We talking about one division with three guys that potentially may be Hall of Famers at the end of their careers. We are talking about a side of this of the NFL in this conference where if we're talking about New England being okay offensively, fine. We don't even need to have a discussion. Y'all just go out and do what y'all do. But if you plan on winning a championship, you got Buffalo in your division. We all know the AFC West. We all know what that looks like. We also don't know if Miami takes a step say, forward got, offensively. So yep. I, 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 I will not <laughs> come on here and temper my dr dramatization of this situation. It's bad. It's bad that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who I believe is auditioning to see who's going to call plays, because, number one, we've always known Bill Belichick to have a plan. He said it's, it's not a competition I, today. All right, yeah, we got to go. It's a lot to say. <laughs> Adam, I, go ahead. Y'all could be well, comfortable he's got, with he's it. He's got a plan. Ain't. Bill Belichick's got a plan. Mike Lombardi, the former Patriots executive, pointed out Matt Patricia has a relationship with Brian Hoyer. And so when Brian Hoyer was in the game, Matt Patricia was calling the plays for the quarterback that he has a relationship with. Joe Judge was calling for the plays for the young rookie, Bailey Zappi, because they developed a relationship. The whole key will be who's calling the plays for Mac Jones when he next plays in a preseason game. And that will provide the biggest clue mm. as to yep. when, who will be calling the It's not that they're juggling mm. or auditioning or seeing. Basically, each coach has got a guy. It's pretty simple. So who That's is not Mac simple. Jones' guy? We got to move on. That's not simple. Well, we'll find anyway. out. I mean, Sheffy, to your point, we'll find out who Mac Jones guy is in their next preseason game. That'll be probably who we can expect to call plays and who can be maybe the unofficial offensive coordinator. Hey, By the you way, call you plays go. for your friend and you do it for your other friend. Man, please, man. <laughs> I want to call plays for everybody. And by the way, the Patriots also had 12 penalties in that game. Now, listen, penalties have been happening across the board in preseason, but that oh, is a Lord, bit concerning. Don't, don't okay, despite Friday's preseason loss, we're getting to the Cowboys penalties later. Fire. Hey, he's no longer a rookie, but you know, who impressed us, that would be Jalen Hurts. The Eagles quarterback, you saw glimpses of some of his potential we've been talking about right there in that Philly offense in their preseason game against the Jets. Lots of Eagles hype right now, people. Uh, that O-line, their offensive weapons, a big reason why, but Hurts holding his own makes a huge difference. He only played one series against the Jets on Friday, but he made the most of his snaps, especially from inside the pocket. That's important because it's an area he struggled in last year. On those dropbacks, Hurts went 5-for-5, five five, averaging over 10 yards per attempt while throwing his only touchdown. He also averaged 2.6 seconds per attempt on those passes after posting the third longest average time to pass from the pocket in the NFL last season. So, in a small sample size in preseason, Jalen Hurts looks better from inside the pocket. He also looks like he's throwing the ball yeah. a little bit quicker. So, what's your biggest takeaway from that preseason game one out of Jalen Hurts? I know Dan want to be here, so I'm going to channel my inner Dan. His feet are connected to his upper half, and he's reading defenses very well. He's finding the pocket. <laughs> nah, nah, Sorry, but Dan, that's actually <laughs> what you sound like. <laughs> but, but, but no, the, the confidence in Jalen Hurts, and, and I don't want – the conversation to get away from all that Jalen Hurts offers you. But we know that this part of his game is the one that everybody is waiting to see mature and materialize, especially with bringing in 
A.J. Brown and having Devontae in that offense already and Goddard, you want to see Jalen Hurts get off the football, be able to throw with anticipation, allow his playmakers to make plays, and not – one one of the clips, he eluded the pocket a little bit too early, but that's yeah. – to me, that's, that's just – that's something where you have to begin – over and over time have to get those reps to know, you know what, let me sit here a half, a half a second more or a second more and deliver the football. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. I, I really liken him to Dak Prescott when he came into the league. There's a maturity about him. He's the first guy in, last guy out. I know it's cliche to say, but that's his. That's the no, way he goes about mm-hmm. doing, doing his business, and I think that's going to bode well for him in the progression that he needs to make in the areas of his game that are weak or considered not to where they should be right now. It's funny because I know what you meant by Jalen Hurts is going to be fine, but I will say this, fine's not going to be good enough for him with this Mm. Philly uh, team and the the draft picks that they have going forward. That's the big thing here. So, Mina, what are your expectations for Philadelphia's offense this Mm -hmm. season? I expect them to be one of the top ten offenses in the NFL because while fine from a uh, wholesale perspective might not be enough for Jalen Hurts, uh, it's really all he has to be is a passer, Laura. This uh, rushing attack is so deadly with him that, uh, you know, and there's so many opportunities created by that in the passing game with that play-action passing game, windows in the middle of the field. All he has to do, I think, is take another leap forward uh, in terms of his pocket passing for this offense to be extremely, extremely strong. And one thing I was struck by in this game, aside from his general poise, I thought accuracy on some of those throws, throwing the move obviously was incredible, was the fact that, you know, he was doing that with two-fifths of the offensive line out, Uh, Devontae Smith didn't play in this game. Part of the reason why we're so high on this Eagles offense is because everything around Jalen Hurts is so good. It is the best roster in the NFC East. He just needs to rise to his surroundings. Man, what a story if they end up winning the NFC East and beating out your Cowboys. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.